Prince. Our distinguished visitor was announced under the title of Count Theodore. He was a strange-looking youth, tall, eager, with a weak chin, the famous Morenberg mouth, and the dark, fiery eyes of a fanatic. Monsieur Poirot. My friend bowed. Monsieur, I am in terrible trouble, greater than I can well express. Poirot waved his hand. I comprehend your anxiety. Mademoiselle Sinclair is a very dear friend, is it not so? The prince replied simply, I hope to make her my wife. Poirot sat up in his chair and his eyes opened. The prince continued, I should not be the first of my family to make a morganatic marriage. My brother, Alexander, has also defied the emperor. We are living now in a more enlightened days, free from the old caste prejudice. Besides, Mademoiselle Sinclair, in actual fact, is quite my equal in rank. You have heard hints as to her history. There are many romantic stories of her origin, not an uncommon thing with famous dancers. I have heard that she is the daughter of an Irish charwoman, also the story which makes her mother a Russian Grand Duchess. But the first story is, of course, nonsense, said the young man. But the second is true. Valerie, though bound to secrecy, has let me guess as much. Besides, she proves it unconsciously in a thousand ways. I believe in heredity, Monsieur Poirot. Mm, I too believe in heredity, said Poirot thoughtfully. I have seen some strange things in connection with it. Moi qui vous parle. Mm. But to business, Monsieur le Prince, what do you want of me? What do you fear? I may speak freely, may I not? Is there anything to connect Mademoiselle Sinclair with a crime? She knew Reedburn, of course. Yes, he professed to be in love with her. And she? Oh, no, she would have nothing to say to him. Poirot looked at him keenly. Had she any reason to fear him? The young man hesitated. There was an incident. You know Zara, the clairvoyant? No. She is wonderful. You should consult her sometime. Valerie and I went to see her last week. She read the cards for us. She spoke to Valerie of trouble, of gathering clouds. Then she turned up the last card, the covering card, they call it. It was the king of clubs. She said to Valerie, Beware, there is a man who holds you in his power. You fear him. You are in great danger through him. You know who I mean. Valerie was white to the lips. She nodded and said, Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> Shortly afterwards we left. Zara's last words to Valerie were, Beware of the king of clubs. Danger threatens you. I questioned Valerie. She would tell me nothing, assured me that all was well. But now, after last night, I am more sure than ever that in the king of clubs Valerie saw Reedburn and that he was the man she feared. The prince paused abruptly. And now you understand my agitation when I opened the paper this morning, supposing Valerie in a fit of madness. Oh, it is impossible. Poirot rose from his seat and patted the young man kindly on the shoulder. Do not distress yourself, I beg of you. Leave it in my hands. You will go to Streatham? I gather she is still there at Daisy Mead, prostrated by the shock. I will go at once. I have arranged matters through the embassy. You will be allowed access everywhere. Then we will depart. Hastings, you will accompany me? 
Au revoir, monsieur le prince. Mondésir was an exceptionally fine villa, thoroughly modern and comfortable. A short carriage drive led up to it from the road, and beautiful gardens extended behind the house for some acres. On mentioning Prince Paul's name, the butler who answered the door at once took us to the scene of the tragedy. The library was a magnificent room, running from back to front of the whole building with a window at either end, one giving on the front carriage drive and the other on the garden. It was in the recess of the latter that the body had lain. It had been removed not long before, the police having concluded their examination. That is annoying, I murmured to Poirot. Who knows what clues they may have destroyed? My little friend smiled. Ha <laughs> ha. How often must I tell you that clues come from within? In the little grey cells of the brain lies the solution of every mystery.